Nick, it's good. We should talk about this. Uh, this is good stuff we're talking about. Excuse me. Are you Peter? Yes, I am. We're in the middle of Nick. Hello. Nick, we're what are you doing? We're in the middle of something here. We're in the Come middle on, of an exam. Hey, hey, Nick, about Nick. The stuff and the, the pan and the Wait, chicken. wait, wait, please. How yeah. would you like it if I made you cry? How huh? would you like that? No, I would not. But get up. They told you me I had to do this Let's go. Let's go. But he has all my stuff. Rip that shit up then. This is my work. This is my stuff, okay? Oh, shame on you, Connie. Shame on me? You're not helping me. Shame on you. Shame on you. Look inside these walls and you see them having withdrawals of a prisoner on his way. Trapped inside your desire to fire bullets that stray. Track a tire, just tell you I'm tired and ran away. I should ask a choir, what do you require? To sing a song that acquire me to have faith that the record spin, I should pray. For the record, I recognize that I'm easily pray. I got eight alive yesterday. I got animosity building. It's probably big as a building. Me jumping off of the roof. It's me just playing it safe. Sahan, welcome to the Only Movie Podcast. This is Andrew. This is them. This is Douglas. And guys, it's been two months since we talked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, fuckers be acting like they forgot about Dre, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, or the I did not see the Super Bowl halftime show because uh, what's that thing? I watch sports or sports. Uh, but it was actually <laughs> good. I liked it. Yeah, I, and, I, and I'm going to find out one day. Uh, never, never. So, <laughs> so, so I actually didn't mind it. I, I liked it, but um, I remember one thing that was like top of mind when I was watching it was mm-hmm. this is great for me watching it on television. The people at this place must hate it because it was a one-sided stage. Yeah, so much so <laughs> that like um, so it it had like a replica. It was almost like a dollhouse, like Ken and mm-hmm. Barbie's dollhouse, right? Right, and so while everybody was on top of the dollhouse, I'm sure everybody was fine, right? Everybody mm-hmm. could see everybody. Um, and the only issue would be, am I looking at your front or your back? Are you turning around? Whatever, which is what usually happens. However, there was a significant amount of time spent performing inside the dollhouse right. that had a back to it. Yes. Like it had walls, mm-hmm. which um, the people behind the walls would not be able to see the actual That's dollhouse. why they're big monitors like, I know, in the but that's stadiums. Dumb. That's and dumb. I agree with you, Douglas, <laughs> as someone who wants to go to live sports again mm-hmm. and would love to see things like this. But you know, you know, that's one of those things with the Super Bowl that like you get shagged, yes, right? Sorry, you want to see the <laughs> halftime shows. That's why you go to live No, it's not why, but when you go, if someone said, I know you bought this thing, but what if mm-hmm. I give you an extra 10% thing no. that you can enjoy? Then sure, I'll enjoy oh, that part. I mean, I mean, no, right? no, to be fair, Damien, obviously the only entertainment reason, as a negative. If someone the only asks me, reason, right, that I want to go to an NFL game is to watch Joe Burrow get sacked. Isn't yeah. that why we all want to go to yes, the Yes, yes. <laughs> and oh, time spent wasting <laughs> playing music is not why I spent my money. If, if going into the Super Bowl, they're like, would you pay extra to not have a Super Bowl halftime show? I'd go, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what we're going to do, right, is we're going to come to you specifically yeah. right before it starts and yeah. escort you to, like, the snack bar yeah. so that you don't yeah. see any of it. Because that's You'll what see it on, like, a TV. Do. You see it on a TV, I will just like, tell you it's fake. It's made up. It's you're not upset, real. but most people were 
out buying snacks. <laughs> yeah. no, no, yeah. Most people yeah. didn't see yeah. any of the halftime show, yeah. no matter where they were situated. No, I'm ups- I'm not upset. It's just something that like. Yeah. No, I'm talking to Andrew because Andrew's like, <laughs> I like halftime shows. No, you do not. <laughs> um, Anderson Pack was um, just randomly drumming because he's a part of Dre's squad, of which was kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, Dre's like, I don't have enough time to give you a song. Here, just drum in the back for me. No, that's not it. He's not old enough to be on that stage. No, no, that's not the case. Kendrick was there. Kendrick was there and got his own guitar. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Kendrick has been doing this for (laughs) good ass, long ass time. Yeah, but he's only been famous for like a half a second. No, again, Douglas, I think this is time slippage for me. Kendrick (laughs) has been famous for about 10 years. Absolutely not. Is it really that long? Yeah. In my work slack, slack (laughs) after the... After the halftime show, there were people going on about how they were like loving all the tracks, and then immediately I'd be like, "So who were you loving?" They're like talking about Snoop Dogg and Eminem. Yeah. I'd be like, "You you saw that guy with like the boxes? You know who that is?" They're like, "No, no idea." Oh, <laughs> so, wow. okay. so I so, mean, you know, I mean, they age I mean, themselves out immediately, right? <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, they're they're people. We are like in that great sweet spot where mm-hmm. we like hear the new and the old. Yeah, like there's that line, right? Once you pass just after us, like Kendrick is out of their loop. Yeah, no. Right? Um, just like how, say, 50 Cent's album is outside of a 20 year old's loop. Right? Yeah. They um, don't know in the club. Why I would still, they? I, st- I, I still love, love to think about what if 50 Cent just didn't, wasn't conscious when they cut to him at that point. <laughs> I heard about him hanging upside down and people making jokes about how fat he was or whatever. And that's mean. And I was just like, you know, it might be cool to see this or watch anything else on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) And I chose anything else on the internet. The one thing about this whole halftime show is I realized I stopped thinking about Dr. Dre the minute he became a billionaire. No, it was earlier than that. <laughs> After he put out two thousand and one, it's pretty much a wrap for the really. Yeah, he only has two albums. Right? Yeah, yeah. Everyone keeps pretending there's another one coming. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there is. But anyways, um, we're here to talk about movies, and That's right, it's 2022, so we're here to talk about a movie from 2016. Mm-hmm. It is the one Miss White Girl. to see if the song was on his phone and it isn't and so he's upset yeah with himself this is a movie from it 20- sounded very much like a song that uh-huh. that i knew and i remember having the same feeling when i was watching the movie uh-huh. and being like is that so it's weird like how artists are interchangeable sometimes i remember now um when i was watching the movie i was like is that devendra and it wasn't and then just a while ago, I was like, is that Shaky Graves? And it wasn't. I'm mm-hmm. just clearly like... Yes. <laughs> um, Another person I've not thought about away. for a long time, um, Devendra Banhart. <laughs> yeah. He's so good. Oh, I love Devendra um, Banhart. Anyway. 
So this movie, White Girl, from the year 2016, mm-hmm. directed and written by Elizabeth Wood. Um, it is a film about a young lady by the name of Leo. She moves into New York. She comes to be in... <laughs> yes. She moves into New York. <laughs> yes. I don't need to tell you which part of New yeah. York because, A, I don't really know New York City too well outside of movie knowledge. And it's, it's the, the part, part where they make, where, where they farm the apples. And, and it's the big. It's the and also, part that, that got me. It's not like, you're like, she moved, she moved into and then said New York like it was an apartment building. <laughs> she moved into an apartment building. Yeah, right? And the moved, apartment building is called New York. Um, like, she didn't move to New York. She like, no, she moved into New York. <laughs> right. Um, she it's moves in with her, with her, with her friend Katie mm-hmm. and immediately befriends the neighborhood drug dealer and as you should yeah as you should and goes down the path of <laughs> basically becoming a drug dealer as well as a lot of other terrible choices yeah. throughout the story of this film um damien you brought yes. this to the podcast as mm-hmm. the first film of 2022 yes tell me tell um, me how'd this go so i i was talking to a friend and she said Hey Damon, ever have you ever watched this movie White Girl? And I went, I mean, that's a pretty vague name <laughs> for a movie. Maybe? I don't know. And I looked at the trailer and I went, this seems boring. Like, if if they had um like some musical backing behind it, I'd be like, oh, this is just one of Andrew's musicals. This is just some white girl who moves to New York and her life is a musical. And she's like, no, 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 no. Um, it's this, it's this movie about this dumb white girl who falls in love with a drug dealer and ruins his life. And I went, wait a second. Did you just say she ruined his life? And she's like, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm like, is she... So, so now, Damien, yes. I have to tell you, mm-hmm. I really want to watch that movie. <laughs> right. so, so, I have a lot of things to say about this movie, yeah. but you see that description, right? Yeah. I want to watch that movie. So, so I have she, not watched that movie yet. So when she gave me the pitch, I was just like, all right. Someone... I mean... Uh, I don't a hundred percent disagree with that summary, no, that's but great at the same time, this yes, movie that's that's not at the same it. It's at the same time, I didn't see it that way, and I don't think I, I don't think it wins enough for me to recontextualize yeah. right. this movie. So I was like, wait, wait, and then I, I stopped myself. I'm like, you know, which two lunatics should go on this journey with me? <laughs> Because as you said, the description for the movie is a pretty strong description. And to be fair to this movie, it's a fairly accurate description as well. Yes. The problem... Just, just in, in fact, yes. uh, but not spirit. Right. <laughs> if, you, if you just go through the things that happen, she is correct. This white girl moves into New York and proceeds to befriend the neighborhood drug dealer and her decision-making is so trash that there's points in the movie that I was just like, all right, movie, you've taken this a step way too far. Like this cocaine addict that just happens to be sleeping her way 
through every possible scenario. While hilarious is now tedious. Like, the thing she does is that she is white, she does drugs, she sleeps with man, and it keeps repeating. And there is no chemistry between her and her love interest at all. It, it may be a failure of acting, it may be a failure of writing, but it doesn't really matter because you do not feel a connection between these two people. And when the, let's call it the incident, <laughs> happens where this drug dealer is sent to prison and she is now trying to get him out of jail and she's doing it by making a series of even worse decisions. Like she's selling drugs and she's trying to use the drug money to pay for a lawyer to get her boyfriend out. And then uh, some more stuff happens. And towards the end of the movie, you're like, all right, like this movie seems... Uh, I don't know, like fantastical is the right word, but none of the things seem to, to be grounded in human logic. And then at the very end of the movie, I'm like, is this a movie that is just trying to show the full extent of what white female privilege is? Is that, is that what all this movie was? Because... That is it's the movie a that, good chunk of it. Yeah, that is what this movie actually is and not what my friend sold me as. And I think that is the disconnect. And that is where this movie is just a... It's just a mediocre, leaning heavily towards bad movie because it's just a repeating thing. It's just... She's white... <laughs> She makes poor decisions. There are no consequences for her decisions. There might be consequences to other people. But she just keeps doing the same thing. And so there's no... By the end of the movie, there's no real tension. Like, nothing is happening and to the protagonist that would give you any sense that you, know, you should be worried or scared for her. And I'm not sure if that is the intention of the movie. But if it isn't, that is what the movie ends up being. It is just a series of uh, drug-filled uh, decisions that lead you back to where you start. And boy, it is uninteresting to what. Mercifully, it is 90 minutes long. And uh, that took, me them two, took me two sittings. Yeah, yeah, man. And, that makes sense. And I'm gonna make it, I'm gonna sense. make it perfectly clear. I didn't actually technically finish the movie. I reached where I believe the end of the movie is, and I'm going to blame this entirely on my son. Yeah. Um, I got to like the last. Uh, Netflix said there were eight minutes left. Mm -hmm. Um, and I assume I'm at the end. End. Like, there's nothing more to happen. Um, and then he woke up and I'm like, all right, I have to like, no, care for no one. I'm mm -hmm. not watching this movie with him. So right. what is the last <laughs> so, thing you saw? Um, I saw blue in a police car. Yes. Um, being arrested. Uh -huh. And in my mind, 
all I added to that's the last thing I saw in my mind. I added in the end of this movie, he screams, "Where Wallace at?" Right? I mean, you're right <laughs> yeah, in a better so, movie. So, <laughs> so you um you got almost there. There's one scene after that, right? And yes. here's the thing. Um, uh, here's the thing about this movie. First of all, I agree with everything Damon has said so much so that I'm going to start talking about what what was going to be one of my minor points um mm-hmm. because you really brought it in so first of all I, I, you know i have to make a joke and as far as i'm concerned the name of this movie is actually i know what you did last summer and um <laughs> and well, that um, you have, andrew you have to walk me missed. through the steps sir i'm not that is that is what you missed because um and i don't know that this is necessarily a spoiler but i'm going to say specifically what the last scene of this movie is mm-hmm. it doesn't really change anything about this film for anybody so if anybody doesn't want to hear skip forward right but andrew the scene that you missed is simply her you know she talks a lot about the fact that she's actually on break and going to college soon the last scene is her sitting down in her first course for for college and people around her talking about what they did um over the summer holiday right Mm -hmm. and that's about it um and that is i think the defining moment for this movie um it 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 makes you realize what this person is doing and it's exactly what um damien is is talking about right and the truth is i can accept that this is why if anybody likes this movie this is why they're going to claim that they like it because this is a real serious movie about real serious it is issues. Examination of white privilege. It's exactly <laughs> right because you hit the nail on the head, Damian. This movie has no consequences for this white woman or all her white people friends. Yes, but it has every single consequence for all of the regular people that don't have that sort of privilege around them, right? Um, and that is going to be why people. If they love it, I think that is why they love it because they're going to say, "Look, it shows the inequities in the world and um and 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 an analysis of this, that, and the other." And There's sure, a point where the lawyer actually said that, which I was just yeah. like, "I'm going to kick." I know, right? This movie, in its <laughs> and sure, that's fine. And the truth is, this actually could have been a good movie, but it was not, and it had. Even as it is structured, it could have been a good movie. But here is my real problem with this movie. And let me even back up before that. Because as I was watching this, I had to kind of think to myself. Because I knew from very early on that I did not like this movie. This movie was kind of boring. It was on like it was a, a plain Jane. I, I am making bad decisions doing drugs and doing things I'm not supposed to be doing kind of movie. But... I had to like think about it and say, Douglas, why do you not like this movie? But, for example, you love Uncut Gems, right? Um, or you love, not exactly a like for like, but similar sort of in some sort of spirit, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, right? Or you love Requiem for a Dream. And by the way, I'm going to put a big asterisk on that because mm-hmm. I've been thinking about that movie lately. And I'm not sure I actually like it. I'm not sure no Douglas likes that movie. Yeah. I think that might just be I'm, a, I'm hiding day, from watching that yeah, movie exactly. again. <laughs> I think we need to put that on the podcast list. I think all three of us need to go back. <laughs> and look. Don't make me. Don't make me. 
I think let me just let me just pretend I still like it. I think as we continue doing this podcast, the thing that we should actually do (laughs) is like find movies that we know we're iffy on. That's that one of us will admit to being iffy on. Yeah. And force a re-examination of where we were. Whenever we watch this movie. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm pretty sure. I have a I feeling I'm not going like to like it. If we're doing that, I'll have to rewatch Mother and like decide if I like that movie. Oh, no, you don't. Right. Because we are all in agreement that that movie is bad. I'm pretty sure I remember that was not yeah. a good movie. The movie is terrible. <laughs> but but the, the thing about those movies, or at least my re- recollection and memory of those movies, are as follows. Uncut Gems, and by the way, I could I could almost, one thing I wanted to say about this movie, or, or as I was watching it, I was thinking about this movie, was that this person is trying to make a Safety Brothers movie. But moving forward, um, simply because I use Uncut Gems as a, a, a comparison, Uncut Gems is just masterful at the way that you go from the beginning of the movie to the end of the movie, and the tension builds every step of the way, and there is it feels like this bubble that keeps getting this balloon that keeps getting blown up and up and it finally it actually pops and um when it pops you you physically feel it right yeah. this does not do that even though it's clearly trying to um fear and loathing you know it 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 has all of those bad decisions involved but it also has a, a distinctive vision by a special person in the in, in the the name of Terry Gilliam who adds this surrealism and this human and his just general sense of whatever that he adds to his films, which again, they actually, in this movie, try not to make everything 100% serious. And then Requiem for a Dream, I feel like, first of all, it's visually striking, Um, which this is not. This movie is just somebody set up a camera and said, please talk yes. in front of it. Please do I mean, what you do in front of it. I mean, no I disagree style. a little, I disagree a little bit no with that. It, 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 it doesn't have the backing of like a Paul Thomas Anderson mm-hmm. movie to like create the kind of style that we laud every week on every time we come to talk about movies on this podcast. But it is doing a thing intentionally. Like it, it reaches for like, and let's not talk about uncut gems, but let's move two movies before uncut gems of what the Safties did with less money. Like it's doing what the Safties did with less money. It's doing, it's, it's, it's kind of talking, looking a lot like the nineties movie kids. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that movie. I, I know um, of it very well because so, people talk about it a lot, but so I've never like, actually watched it. I, I, I disagree in saying that the movie is just a guy set up a camera kind of thing like they, no, yeah i think i think they know exactly what they're anything doing that we're watching is a man setting up a camera and saying go right there mm-hmm. they're like there are levels it's like when when you I and mean, i talk about football players being bad no right. football player that you and i know is ever really bad right? uh, that is incorrect sir <laughs> <laughs> I have seen bad football players <laughs> in any in any definition of the word. Yeah, but, there was but that one me, movie where it was just still shots of uh, Tokyo, I think it was, <laughs> where anyway, a man literally right. set up a camera. <laughs> but for me, I, I wouldn't call this movie visually striking. And also yes. the thing about Requiem for a Dream in particular, and it, perhaps it was because I was young and naive, <laughs> um, but it it pushed beyond bound, any boundaries that I would have ever expected to, to, to see on film in terms of 
um, let's call it depravity. Let's call it um, bad decisions. Let's mm -hmm. let's 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 call it you know um, emotional just, just, just shock. Yeah, just yeah, shock, shock value. value. Exactly yeah. Yeah. right. And I feel like that's this movie was going for that as well. And um, you know, it's it's sad because I wonder how much of that is an actual valid concern on my part and how much of that is what I call the Godfather effect, right? And why I call it this is as follows. I remember the first time I watched The Godfather. I was 18 or 19, um, hadn't ever watched The Godfather. My friend was very disappointed in me. And no, it's not you, Andrew. <laughs> I watched it at school, um, at college. And no, you just said, down. this is the first time I watched The Godfather. I was 18 or 19. Mm -hmm. I've never watched The Godfather before. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> As 18 or 19, I didn't understand like that, that one mm -hmm. thing. I didn't understand the, the redundancy. But um, so, so my friend sat me down and over a period of maybe a week, we actually watched all three movies, right? Um, and I remember watching the first movie and having never seen it before, saying to myself, oh, but this is just every, like every other gangster movie. And I still loved it, right? It, it's amazing. I love that, that trilogy, no matter what people want to say. But it became, like it defined a genre that came mm -hmm. after it, so right. that if you watch the things that are so derivative of that movie, when you watch the original, it feels like you're watching something probably better done but almost mm -hmm. derivative of these things that it derives from which is weird so so I, I think of it that way and i wonder if when i look at a movie like this and i say you know what because one of my notes is the actions and the consequences really seem relatively tame but i wonder if that's because i um i'm a little you know more let's call it jaded or mm -hmm. I've seen too much. I've watched Requiem one too many times, <laughs> right? And yes. I expect the worst. Um, but but everything can't be the worst. You know, sometimes the consequences are, are not, uh, you know, you're so together in a human centipede level of, of, of just <laughs> grotesque. Not, every, not everything is, is you kill John Wick's dog consequence, right? <laughs> exactly. That's another movie I've never seen, The Human Centipede. Neither have I, and I really have, have no I. intentions. Right, cool. to no myself. intention. Let's not put it on the <laughs> yeah. podcast. Why Let's not I? make not, it a challenge. I would have right? to watch it, so no thank you. <laughs> but, I mean, given how this podcast works, that's not how it always happens every time someone no, but, puts a podcast. But you have to know ahead of time. You have to know ahead of time that you're walking into. <laughs> Douglas <laughs> usually picks things blind. Douglas is not coming out no, here trying my, to kill my, us. My, my, thing, my thing is about showing up on the podcast and having not seen it. People do that. Oh, yes, that's true. Yes, that is true. Yes. Yeah. At the end of the day, this movie is... It's something... The core of it is it's trying to explore... Um, these characters, these relationships, um, how one decision leads to another, and obviously this whole um, dynamic, whether you want to say it's... Well, I'll, I'll put it out there and say racially charged because of the fact that the title is actually called White Girl, right? Mm -hmm. But generally in terms of privilege, right? And, and some people have it off, better off than others, um, even though they may actually be in the same position, make the same decisions, um, it, different consequences um, for, for each. And 
where this movie fails for me is that it doesn't actually do that properly, right? When I come out of this movie, I, I, I can't say that I felt like any one character was, was properly explored, um, that I felt anything really for anybody in this movie, that, you know, you talk about the chemistry between um, Leah and Blue, who, was, who were clearly supposed to be um, a driving force behind this film. That doesn't, don't, nobody's in the driver's seat there. Um, as you said, they, it doesn't feel, you, you don't feel their connection. Um, like they say, I love you. They, they hug and they kiss and they have sex and they um, do things that I suppose people who are together or claim to be in love would do, but you don't actually feel that. And um, I think it's funny because there's going to be something that I talk about later on in this, in this, in this podcast that does this even in this wheelhouse, this type of story and this type of situation, miles better than this shitty movie does. Um, and to some degree, I wonder if I'm even comparing the two and just saying that this is the worst version, right? Um, but I do not like this movie. I didn't enjoy this movie. Um, it is mediocre at best. And I will leave you at that. Andrew, what were your thoughts? I mean... I didn't like this movie. Like I, I, I sat down to watch it last night, and I had to stop after like thirty minutes, where I wanted to send a message to Damien, be like, "Next time, just link me porn, right?" Like, ah. like if if we're just going to watch edgy sex movies where where you can see people are actually doing the act, then just link me porn. Like, that's better. We can talk about porn. I'd rather review porn on this podcast than what I saw in the first 30 minutes of this movie. That's, that's for our OnlyFans podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like, there was, it, there was nothing interesting to me in, like, that first half. Or no, like, I hadn't even gotten to what I thought. I, I eventually came to the decision as to what the premise of this movie was based on where I stopped last night. Then I resumed it today and I got through the rest of it. And I kind of saw where the movie's kind of wanting to go, kind of like down the road Douglas was talking about. As he's, as we've described, I didn't actually see the final scene, which cements all of that. Um, and I I like that idea. I like it as like a as like a examination. I think the problems inherent with it is that nothing about... And I, I, I don't... I don't know how you guys feel on this, but the decision-making and their decision-making in movies where you see characters who make bad decisions, like evil decisions or decisions that aren't good that you're okay with because you can see they have the intelligence to make those bad decisions. The young lady in this movie makes stupid decisions a lot of the time. And so many of them got on my nerves to the point where I'm like, why movie? And I was just... she loves cocaine. So, you know what? <laughs> Let's talk about stupid decisions because there was something that got me early on in this movie, right? Because there was a point, like, right at the start of this movie, these two girls, um, Leah and... I can't remember the, the friend's name, but there's a, a roommate. Katie. Katie, right? Who move into a new apartment in a rough side of town. And into New York. <laughs> <laughs> and they are in their apartment, sitting down, chilling, and look outside and see some folks who appear to be dealing drugs. And 
Um, I saw someone who should have stopped stopped what he was doing and started singing, but it didn't happen. Yeah, it yes. did not right? happen. It yes. did not happen. He could have told me was, about Washington Heights. This movie came right? out around the time he was in um ha- in called it Ham- Ham- I almost yeah. called it Hannibal in Hamilton, mm-hmm. right? But anyway, um, so so eventually Leah makes friends with them and invites them into the apartment, and Miss Roommate mm-hmm. Kelly, you say is her name. <laughs> Katie, <laughs> Katie, whatever. Right? Who cares? I want, I want, I want this to be intentional. And the next time he says he picks another Katie, just to mess with me. <laughs> Catherine. So Kelsey says, right, mm-hmm. that she doesn't. <laughs> she gets very upset, um, and rightfully so. This, well, maybe not rightfully so, but no, rightfully so. <laughs> she just. Her friend just invited 18 exactly. drug dealers into our apartment. And, and it's not even like she invited 18. She invited one. Mm-hmm. And then the other 18 invited themselves right. in uh, a fairly aggressive manner. As drug and, dealers are tent. Yeah. <laughs> and she is not happy. Right? Which, at that point, I understood what was happening. Less than a minute later, mm-hmm. scene cuts... And she, they are all sitting and doing drugs in the apartment, enjoying themselves. That's and I was just like, does. wait, what? Drugs I thought she was do. going to be the voice of reason in this film. And that just went away. And that that's including Carrie? From, from day one. Uh-huh. That's including Carrie, right? Yeah, including Carrie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's just a series of really stupid decisions. And like... Even when we get later in the movie and we get to her, like, talking to the lawyer who, like, you know, timing is everything, guys. Timing timing is everything, guys. Because seeing him literally rape someone in this movie, I'm like, man, you know, things. But, you know. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> Boy. Um, the movie is just, like, I don't even want to use the word enjoyable like there are lots of movies that i watch and i i enjoy the experience of because i enjoy the like the same thing douglas was talking about the examination process the the watching someone encapsulate their thought process of expressing how they see something i enjoy those things a lot of the times this movie you go through so much shit actually not even being out like I guess you can kind of have that idea in your mind from like seeing the title of the movie of being like, all right, I'm going to watch this movie. But like you spend so much of this movie, not even being aware of what the end goal is that by the time you're getting to it, you're already upset at the movie enough that you're just not interested. Right. Um, it's, it's one thing to watch a movie and to understand at the beginning that who you're watching is the, is the, um, the butt of the joke. But the movie just feels like you're just watching terrible shit, right? And it's just not good, right? I mean, I don't even want to talk about acting because whatever. Um, But it's just not good, right? (laughs) So we've started off the year much like we ended uh, the last year, watching terrible movies. I think I think the lesson is Damien don't talk to people. I mean, it's going to be difficult because there are so few of them left. COVID has really done a number on this country. 
Where Wallace at? And on that somber bombshell. <laughs> Where's Wallace? <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Listen, yep. there's no there's there's barely any jokes that we had in this movie. Like Douglas tried with the <laughs> Don't let them get you, Damien. Don't let them hide. Hide down. <laughs> See, that's what happens when, when you lift curfew, people on the road making noise. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, is curfew is for curfew gone? Um, not gone completely. <laughs> I mean, it's eleven o'clock now, and I mean, it sounds I mean, like it will be gone yeah. in the next couple of weeks. At, okay. at this point, he's running out of numbers to push it back. Yeah. <laughs> curfew if, is now three a.m. <laughs> right. If you have if you have an adult and you're like, hey, your curfew is midnight, <laughs> then he does not have a curfew. <laughs> like, you, what you're doing is wasting your time. <laughs> All right. So moving right along. Yes. Um. I don't know who wants to start off. I've got lots of movies to talk about. I have very little. Um. I'm in the middle. We're like yeah. the three bears. <laughs> <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> uh, I suppose I could talk. Yeah. So I'll just go quickly through some of these. Um. Uh. Jimmy Carr and Ali Wong said to Netflix, I like making jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's what I'll say to you. If you like Jimmy Carr or Ali Wong, you will like the jokes that they're making. That is correct. <laughs> right? Um, yeah, those I, specials were fun. I grew tired of watching Jimmy Carr remix his British um, stand-up specials for mm-hmm. America. <laughs> I am about to. I don't like him repeating jokes. I don't like any stand-up oh, okay. comedian repeating jokes. Okay, and I didn't know. Well, I don't. I don't. I haven't yeah. gone back to. And he's done it a lot, a lot. And oh, it is um, the last one. He even said he did it. He's like, "Listen, yeah. this is what I'm doing. I'm just giving you all of my old jokes. Enjoy." Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but again, if listen, if you're a monster and you like Jimmy Carr and Ali Wong. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> They've put out more Jimmy Carr and Ali Wong uh, material. Uh, Ali Wong not pregnant this time. Uh, yeah, I, watched... I, know, I was very disappointed in that. <laughs> I, was, I watched the Ali Wong one and I liked it. And, I, and it reminded me how upset I was that before the pandemic, I had tickets to see her. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, the one thing I will say about Ali Wong is for the first maybe couple of minutes, mm-hmm. I was a little worried I wasn't going to like it because it started off slow. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I like that one. Yeah, once you got past that first thing like i was fine with that special <laughs> i enjoyed the first thing as well yeah. at this point i can't remember what the first thing was but oh, cool. I, I just remember that feeling yeah, um moving along i watched television um so amazon said to me that tom cruise doesn't want to do television but wants to keep making money so jack reacher um is a tv show that they made and you know jack reacher is a book right it's a comic yeah Oh no, it's a book actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know that. Has, okay, yeah, right, but cool. but he is when involved you said Tom Cruise because he like, because he has all the rights and he um, oh, did the he, first two movies oh, he, and yeah, I remember he produced the show. Realize. So yes, okay. I understand. Yeah. I understand that Tom Cruise is too rich to do television. I'm okay with this. Yes, <laughs> yes. it if, has if been proven first... to me thanks to Disney. It's been proven to me thanks Yo. to Disney and Star Wars that um that um Werner Herzog is not. Tell me Werner Herzog came back for Reacher. No, he didn't. No, he did not. 
Um, uh, <laughs> Vernon Herzog is a man of I have integrity. To tell you, I am surprised. And he picks his the... projects very well. And Reacher is not. Yeah. I'm surprised that the people that Disney is getting to be on television shows. Like, um, Oscar Isaac is in a shitty superhero show. And I can't remember what else. Maybe it's Apple can't that I'm thinking it. about. But there's can't a number wait. of other huge stars that are being in television shows on shitty streaming services. Douglas, I am Douglas you say surprise, <laughs> but the thing you're not seeing is the check. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, Jack Reacher was fine. I, I was surprised at how quickly I finished that show because it's uh, an okay, fun mm-hmm. um, action show, right? Um, uh, I have also watched another British doctory show starring Ben Wishaw called This Is Going to Hurt. Yes, uh, I saw the trailer Do for any that of you know this show? I know, I know off the show, I saw the trailer for it. Um, I just haven't watched yeah. it. It's a lot more serious saw... than I thought it would be. Sorry, go ahead. Um, quick question. Based on what the tra- I saw for a trailer, it felt very much like it was a show where he was like, let's talk about the health workers during and make them the heroes for COVID kind of thing. Is it COVID related or is it just no, like... It's okay. just doctors. It's not okay. COVID related. Right. Um, I assume... Well, first of all, this is... So it's clearly... I don't know how true it is, but it is based on a book written by Adam Kay. The main character's name is Adam Kay. So you can, you know, read into that. Extrapolate. Okay, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Um, and, uh, but I did read a little bit about Wikipedia and the things in the show don't necessarily, like, tie 100% to what Wikipedia said his doctor career was, like, or how it mm-hmm. ended or whatever. Um, because he was a doctor who then, you know, write, did writing and stuff um, in the television and book region. But anyway, um, I actually quite like the show um probably that a lot a lot of that has to do with my bias for ben wishaw as i said i thought it was going to be more funny than it is but it's more actually serious than it is funny um but pretty decent show uh it's a bbc show so yes all the boxes are ticked right acting yes. out the the gills um, value, know, everything, everything yeah. right um so it's it's pretty good it, it, and it just came out um i play i was just like why don't we give you all the shows immediately? And I ran through that fairly quickly. Um, I just quickly want to say that I watched King Arthur, the shitty um, uh, Guy Ritchie version of King Arthur. Mm-hmm. And I did so because I recently watched A Gentleman and realized how much I love that movie and how Guy Ritchie that movie is and how... I have probably been hating on Guy Ritchie for not a great reason. Like, he, and, and I started to think, are some of his movies that I've decided to hate on him for, should I really have hated on him for? Let me start watching the movies that I have not watched. All right, Douglas, to see. I, need uh-huh. you, I need you to hurry up and watch Aladdin first. Right, get that out of the way. Get that out of the way, and then you and then you come back on the podcast, and you'll be like, Andrew, I'm done. I'm not watching any more of his. But hold on, hold on. The story don't finish yet, right? And this is the only reason I bring it up because um, I found out after I watched this movie, and if Mm -hmm. anybody um follows me on Letterboxd, they can see my review of this film. When I finished watching this movie, and the movie was what it was. It wasn't special. It was whatever. But it wasn't, like, bad, right? It was fine. 
Um, and there were definitely some Guy Ritchie-ass Guy Ritchie-ness happening in this movie at some stages. Um, but when I went into Letterboxd to just, you know, plug in normally that I've watched this and I don't care if so I won't write anything, I clicked on it and it was like, oh, look, you've rewatched this movie again. And I said, sorry, what? What do you mean I watched this movie already? And I had to think long and hard and to this date. And I watched that movie maybe two weeks ago. I still cannot remember watching that movie for the did first it, time. Did it, I did have it tell 100%. you when you when you watched it? And you were I, like, no, what I, was I, I doing at that point? I in didn't my even life? bother check. Yes. But I have 100% repressed all the memories of watching this movie because clearly it was just a bad experience. Um, I had PTSD or whatever it is. Right? And so you shall continue um, to repress And so this I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait for two years from now when know, we do right? this again. Uh, and perhaps that is an indication that I'm going down a road that I should not be going down. Perhaps, Douglas. <laughs> If you breathe fully blanked out the viewing of a movie. Woo! Oh, boy. Um, anyway, speaking of Kings, I watched The King's Man a couple of nights ago. And to be 100% honest... Is this a new one? Yes, this is a new one. Because with their titling, I can never tell. I know, right? It's weird. <laughs> new Kingsman movie. Um, if I had not watched the first one very recently... I'm a businessman. This movie <laughs> would have probably indelibly and and forever shaken my confidence as to whether I like a first movie or not. <laughs> I might my, my my confidence in that franchise is shook. I don't yeah. even know I don't yeah. even think that first movie is good anymore at this stage to be quite honest. So I, mean, I thought I mean that, you're wrong. I thought that, that which is why I actually incredible. watched it maybe around a month ago. And sure it's not a good movie, Andrew. Don't get me wrong, it's not. But it is dumb, fun stuff. Wait, and what are, we t- are we talking about the same movie? The first one, yeah. The Kingsman? It's, it's great, yeah. With the umbrella um, fight scene? With, yeah, in the bar? yeah, yeah. Oh, no, and, that movie's um, a great Sam movie. Jackson just chewing <laughs> yeah. scenery. Yeah, like, and Andrew. a lady with knives on her foot. Yeah, Andrew. That, that movie? No, yeah, that watch movie's... it again. That movie's Don't incredible. watch it through your, your cinema eyes. Watch it through your like John Wick eyes. Trust me, it's a lot of fun. Um, Wait, I am happy that I watched Kingsman? it recently because I would probably have like... Completely turned off for this series. Um, but the first movie is fun. As hell so as hold fun. on. Are you saying that the new one is shit? Oh boy, is it. <laughs> okay, it's, cool. It's so By boring. Every it's not good. With, with oh any eyes, cinema yeah. or, <laughs> or Fast and Furious eyes. I like, was, I was very did, disappointed. Did Black Adder show up and ask if he's the baddies? <laughs> right? Yeah, and I think it's actually something similar to, to this movie we're talking about here. It's probably not actually horrible, but it's just boring. It's just there. And you just like, when you compare it with what it could be, y- 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 your mind is just blown. Um, and finally, there is something, gentlemen, that we need to talk about seriously. Kevin? I, um, as I said to you before, I... Uh, have been watching something that is in the same wheelhouse as White Girl. Um, something that I have had to compare White Girl to and to say to you that White Girl is, 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 is just lacking, right? It is inferior. Um, now, to back up, recently I've been thinking to myself, why do I like Zendaya? Because I have decided 
that Zendaya is like this cool actress that I want to watch whenever I see her, right? Um, I want to, to, when I see her in trailers, I'm like, I'm going to watch it because I like this actor. Um, but I thought to myself the other day, why do I like her? And I looked up her, you know, IMDb, and I realized it probably has to do with two things. One, I've really only watched her in Spider-Man movies, and she's just, you know, that uh, cool whatever character in there, and I've decided I like her for that. Plus Dune, which she's in for all of two seconds. Mm-hmm. And the fact that everybody always talks about her ravingly because of Euphoria. And one night I was just like, you know what? I own HBO Max. Let's click play and see exactly what this rubbish is about. Because I, I just assumed, to be honest with you, when I saw it, I remember thinking, I'm not going to watch this. Because this is just a, a dumbass show about kids being kids, making bad decisions. And I've seen this a million times. I mean, how great can that be? At the very best, it will be an okay show, whatever. I am here to tell you. Have either of you watched the show ever? Yes. Okay. Then, Damien, your life is, is better for it. <laughs> um, I'm here to tell you, Andrew Robinson, this show is one of the best fucking shows I have ever fucking seen, ever. And weirdly, it's also the most depressing-ass show I have ever yeah. seen, so, ever. Andrew has a child. Andrew shouldn't watch this show. Yeah, yeah he definitely <laughs> should not. <laughs> But let me tell you but something. it'll tell me about all the new drugs that I don't let, know about. Let me tell you something, right? <laughs> I have written down a few of the reasons why I love Euphoria. Number one on this list is, um, for some reason, they created an unreleased Beyonce music video. No, Andrew. Andrew Robinson. If you don't believe me, if you never watch an episode of this television show in your life, I understand, fine, it's, it's, it's strong content. What I implore you to do is go onto YouTube or wherever you want to go onto it's and try and find the last, Vimo. I would say, maybe 10 minutes of the season finale of the first season. And Daily Motion. Oh, my goodness. It literally is. And I, th- I remember it being a Beyonce song, but maybe I'm wrong, right? But it literally is the best version of what could be a music video for that song, right? And like, Andrew, you will love it. If that doesn't force you to watch this show, then there's something wrong with you, right? Um, This show is so all over the place. It it brings together all of the right aspects of what a show like this could be. Because there are moments like that, Andrew, when um, it is magical, it is fantastical, it is... And first of all, you know... um, for me, the soundtrack plays heavy into this. this. This show has a great soundtrack just generally across the board. Um, but it also does things where, and it helps for it to make sense because it's a show about um, heavy drug use, that it can get not just fantastical in that way, but also fantastical from like, a, uh, I found it funny, maybe other people might not. But, but from a sort of like humor and lighthearted perspective where there is literally a part of this show, Andrew, where she, Zendaya, is a, a film noir detective and goes on the case trying to solve like what's going on with her friend. And it is the funniest shit ever. It is the, um, this show can be funny. It can be sweet. It can be 
devastating. It can be everything. Um, like, and this, because it's a television show, because they have endless hours of content, this does exactly what that shitty movie cannot do, which is it actually digs deep into multiple characters, all of their relationships, and you actually feel anchored with a few of them, right? You feel like you can view this show through their perspective where you didn't feel that with this movie. Um, and, and that is probably the, the, the biggest strength of this, of this show. And I have to tell you, again, going back to shit that this, this movie cannot do, this show do ramp to um, have bad things happen, right? Or, um, and, you know, we can talk about, oh, bad things happen to these people. No, 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 no. Have this person or people make the worst decisions, do the worst things, um, and there to be real actual consequences for those things, right? And, and, and for as, as, as happy as the world can be, for it to be the grimmest situation that, that you're in. And finally, this show has the expanse level of confidence where they will literally, they've done it on multiple times where they're just like, you know what? I know that this is who you like and you want me to stay with them and their story. What if I don't do that? What if we're moving on? Yeah, what if we're moving on? What if I just decide to, um, I don't know, spend a whole episode explaining um, some random, very minor character and their, like, um, come up, right? Which, by the way, is one of my favorite episodes of this season. Um, because I had already, and I'm sure they knew this, right? Because they, they put these characters, there's a bunch of characters in the show. And um, in particular, who I'm talking about are, are some drug dealers. Um, and they're like kind of family and you learn now why they are family and they are the funniest one of the funniest parts of the show um, and they spend I think it's one episode maybe it's more just with them and um, telling their story and just being like you don't need to worry about how this connects to the rest of the show I just want you to know about this just like how the expanse would do that from time to time and they do it in such a way that you don't feel like it is out of left field. You don't feel like you're disconnected to the show in any way. And, um, you know, and they, they did it as well where, and this is something I did not like about HBO Max because they had two episodes that were technically not a part of the series. They were like holiday episodes. I don't know what you want to call it, right? Um, and I only realized when I pretty much caught up with the show that HBO Max was like, because they're holiday episodes, they're not in the like, um, actual show. Yeah, I yeah. had to go and find them and watch them out of order. But they did things like that where they're just like, what if I just film a conversation just for an hour? And Andrew, I have to tell you, it was before levels of like, engagement. I, I, I thought I was watching before, what would it be, midnight? Because this is before part 20. Like, this show is, and I hate to say it because I, I went in with knowing all the, all the hype and probably expecting and deciding my arms were folded and, saying, folded and saying, you know what, I'm trying it, but 
I know this can't be good. Like, prove me oh wrong. boy. <laughs> um, I am a couple episodes behind and I cannot wait to end this uh, podcast so I can just watch that and become depressed. Like, how do I want to watch a show that I know I'll be depressed at the end of the episode? You're a it's bad great. person. It's great. This show is, I mean, until I, until I watch something else and decide it's, it's not because that's how these things work. But right now, this is the best thing on television. I love you know, it. You know, I think, first of all, thank you. Because honestly, I can tell you that this year I made the decision I want to watch that show. So it's like on my mind to like actually try and watch the show. But separately, you've just finally given me permission to like double down on picking serious shit for the podcast. Because now I know Do- Douglas can actually like things that are serious and well, depressing. Well, hear what you do, right? Watch the first season. And and you'll understand why perhaps I like this as much as I do because yes, it is serious, it is grim, it's horrible, but boy, it also has all of the Douglasy things that it needs to have for me to love it. All right. Um, so you're done, right? Um, I think so. Unless you want me to like um, admit that I watched The Mask the other day. No. You don't okay. need to admit that. You're fine. You can keep your secret. <laughs> you can keep those secrets you to yourself. I watched a Jim Carrey movie the other night. It's crazy. Did you lose <laughs> it? Never mind. I, don't I watched the I don't, whole no, way I don't through. Care. I don't care. Andrew, <laughs> save, save right. us, please. All right. So I've, I've spaced these out, these movies I have to talk about, because they're all in waves, right? So the first wave of movies are, are things that I really don't need to discuss too much, but I really kind of want to mention is Matrix 4 I finally watched. Um, and I agree with Damien. Yeah, fake Morpheus is Morpheus incredible. is incredible. Morpheus that is incredible. Trash. The movie is not good. <laughs> However, one thing I do love about this movie is the pretty much the first half, basically before it gets to action movie, because the action movie really isn't that great. I mean, um, the, the two leads are 60 and 80, respectively. So, so <laughs> you know, it's the thing I keep telling people where I'm like, we don't want action stars to age. Right. More importantly, we don't want aged action stars. So stop casting them in those when they're old enough and just make up dumb reasons to have other people there. But or, why when, or, when we can always or, have Luke Skywalker or, in our or, um listen, in our Star I know Wars. I know legally this is impossible, but what if and guys hear me out, we just have new movies. That too. With new people. What if we um, stop making the same Damien, 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 shush, shush. Um, Damien, but most importantly, I'm going to mo- watch James Bond next year, so stop it. <laughs> or, or, most hear me, Damien, what if, what if, just all right, just hear, what if no more Mission Impossibles, no, no more James Bonds, no, no more John Wicks, no, no more Star Wars, no, no more Star Trek, I'm okay with that one. How about we? <laughs> Just make new movies, <laughs> huh? but no one watches them. So, I will. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing I really did love about this movie was like the whole first half of this movie, where basically Lana just spent an hour mocking everyone yeah, who said anything her to do this. <laughs> <laughs> Not just forcing her, but like she was like, "Art, right, if you're going to make me do this shit, right?" For the last twenty years of you guys just co-opting Matrix talk. For all of your shit. To the point where when I hear people in 
conversations make make references to like red pill blue pill i'm like oh you're the person she's making fun of um and it's hilarious to me i found it non-stop just cackling at this movie and i am down with lana making fun of these people because guys i mean damian we were the right age when matrix one came out and then we immediately came out and people around us all children Mm -hmm. kept going like what if the matrix was real Mm -hmm. and then we grew up and stopped saying that shit right (laughs) but there 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 are subsector people out there who still talk like that all the time and i find that baffling so the the thing about <laughs> Matrix 4 that I didn't want to say, because none of you two watched it, which in hindsight, maybe none of us should have watched Matrix 4, is that I clocked the Matrix issue from like day one, <laughs> where the problem with the Matrix is that the story made too much sense and people started talking about the story part. But the thing that made the Matrix special wasn't what if we're in a dream world? We've done that time and again all throughout movies. What made The Matrix special was that there was a window of time where Japanese kung foolery met with American action and it was and brand new technology and it was perfect. And then we lost the thread in two and three. Where they told stories in 2 and 3. Because the action in 2 and 3, minus some CG work, still outstanding to this day. The problem is, uh, there's like scenes with the architect (laughs) and scenes where there are people talking. And boy, the people talking parts of these movies. Oh, they're bad. Except, funnily enough, the thing that Andrew said. The first half hour of this movie, when they were just making fun of what people thought the Matrix was and what people think video games are, was inspired. The problem is she still had to make a Matrix movie. <laughs> Look, I can. I'm, and Morpheus I'm, is fun. I'm He's the good only enough. person enjoying himself in that movie. I'm good enough to take away the good bits and keep them in my heart and no. enjoy them forever, That's right? Not. Which now puts the Matrix 4 high up on Matrix ranking in my head, if and only because I will keep the good bits close to my heart. Uh, here, all right, I knew I said this earlier, but listen. Listen, I don't want police to come and get me. I don't want you guys to spread this, but I've been working on a theory. What if (laughs) we make new movies? (laughs) Just hear me out. All right. So continuing on that on that on that theory. Yes. Next movie on my list is Encanto. Guess what? Disney made another musical. Yeah. Um, and Pete, they have thrown so much fucking money at Lin Manuel Miranda that while I continue to still like a lot of songs he makes, it's almost at that tipping point where I'm ready to like. Where I need a break from it. Yeah. I need a Lil, break from just, just give me like a two, give me like much. a two year, give me, <laughs> give him a two year hiatus, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, but that movie con- does everything I wanted it to do. Like, guys, I fucking love watching animation. Like, it's so enjoyable to me to see something look so good, and I can tell it took someone five billion years to decide on that hair needs to move to the left. And I enjoy it all. There's a couple of things in that movie <laughs> that hit very hard. The problem is all of the movie doesn't hit 
that. Wait, are, it's okay. are we saying and, that this movie is actually good? Yes, this movie is good. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Can you watch it? Yeah. Douglas, yeah. Douglas, it's not your oh, movie, right? It's not your it. movie. You do, you know, it looks bad. You can, you can fly up and you can watch it with Noah so that you, um, you like, have an excuse to tell yourself you're watching it. Right. You hated Brave, right? I love Brave. No, not no, I sorry. did I'm, not I, like so Brave. So I pointed at the yeah. screen yeah. and just realized that what everyone saw was me pointing at them because I'm an idiot. <laughs> Douglas, you. Yeah, I did not like Brave it. at the time. Do not watch Encanto. <laughs> <laughs> you can skip this one. I'll tell you when there's one special enough for you to watch. Um, um, yeah. Andrew, you should let your son watch Sing and Sing too. You will hate it. <laughs> I remember son. watching Sing when that came out, and I thought it was fine for what it was. You're like, still- I did. Like, right. Sing 2. I've seen what it does to small children, and it is wizardry. Is what look, is. look. It I've been trying like today, <laughs> like yesterday we watched Aladdin yeah. and today I put on the beauty and the beast. He's mm-hmm. not yet at the stage to really get into like the long things yeah. yet. Um, so like he'll like hear like the first song and be like, I'm, I'm going. And then mm-hmm. once like two minutes of that goes on, he's like off to other things. So that's so why he's he'll... not ready for singing. So like specifically sing to it. The cadence is just the, like it is music. Pause, talk, music. So as soon as he loses interest in the first one, there's enough silence and then there's just more music. And you will get to hear... It's basically... um, No, that's what I call music, whatever, (laughs) but in movie form. And so you will go back and hear children singing songs that I still say children shouldn't be singing. (laughs) (laughs) I remember what that song was when the song came out. It's not for children. So so moving on, one of the things I've been quietly doing is I've been quietly trying to watch a lot of movies that were nominated for the Oscars just now. Mm -hmm. Um, Because reasons. Not real good reasons, just reasons. Um, And also, I kind of half want to watch some of these movies anyways. So here are two movies that I equate, if and only because people are only talking about the female performance and they're also equal in my mind because they're equally bad. Um, the Eyes of Tammy Faye. It's not good. <laughs> with, with Jessica Chastain and Andrew Garfield. Um, as well as House of Gucci, which is not good. <laughs> Douglas, if you watch House of Gucci, you can nod. And if you haven't, don't watch House of Gucci because yeah, it's not it. that good. I keep saying I want to watch it, but... But I was right. told that Lady Gaga is a national treasure. I mean, she is, okay. and she does her she does her best to be the cartoon you want in that movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it's but not you know, her fault. It's not her fault. Right. The movie as a whole is not good, and she she's there. And then, of course, the movie's really long, so that doesn't help it. Yeah. Um, but honestly, my favorite person in Gucci is actually Al Pacino. Al Pacino is like I feel like Al Pacino has learned to be the cartoon he should be, as he always has. Someone like, finally tapped him. We like, took. Listen. I think. I think we've generally taken Al Pacino way too seriously over the years. Mm-hmm. Like looking back at Al Pacino performances, he knew he was a cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> from day one and, and, and we've just caught up in movie making with him right is he the new nick cage no he's no. too old he's, <laughs> he's, he's too, too old, old to do that yeah. he's too old to redefine he's himself yeah. he's the yeah. old nick cage right. is what he is <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um but yeah al pacino's my favorite in gucci to be quite honest um 
But those movies are just not good. They're long. They're just boring, mm-hmm. f- real fake stories of <laughs> of people who you just don't care about. Like, so which one do you think will win? Because uh, you just well, described the perfect um, Oscar <laughs> movie. Well, um, Gucci... Mm-hmm. Well, this was for the actress. Gucci. Everyone was upset because Gaga didn't get nominated for Gucci. But... But um, Jessica did get nominated for Tammy Faye, and they both won't win. Um, let enough. me take two seconds. I don't care. Move on. <laughs> I want to look at the category Damn because you've now asked me who's going to win. No. All right. It's taking too long. Move on. Yeah, um, <laughs> next movie on my list of movies that are in the Oscar talk and I got to watch because I finally watched this Nightmare Alley. The movie Douglas never wants to watch because it's directed by the man he hates so fucking much. Oh, mm-hmm. I'll watch it just to prove that it's bad um, and that all the movies I've ever watched from him is bad. Mm-hmm. And the other one... But you've not watched the one that we keep telling you to. Yeah, because it's bad. Um, <laughs> if we put it on the pod, if we do it under the guise of testing whether or not that movie is good. That will force Douglas to watch that movie. I think I think the only way I'll I'll get to watch it is if we um we do a thing where we, we say, Okay, we're going to watch Nightmare Alley um on the podcast and we all need to sit down at the same place and watch it. So maybe we're all in Canada or Andrew's <laughs> here. And then you literally rickroll me yeah. where you press play and it spans lap. Yeah. <laughs> Douglas is like, why aren't you turning on Hulu? I don't know what's going on. Because the title um, card for Pan's Labyrinth doesn't show up for a while. So you'd be, you'd be like a minute or you'd be a couple of minutes in before you realize what's taking place. So, okay. Nightmare Alley. Um, I like this movie. Like, okay. let me make this clear. I don't think this movie is a great, a capital G great movie. It's fine, right? It's one of these movies that's like a dark mystery where things are happening and there's a carnival and there are actors who are doing good things. Like, first of all, Guillermo del Toro, I love you. Keep giving Ron Perlman work. I just love him showing up in shit, right? Um, There's a Carol remake in here with Kate Blanchett and Rooney Mara back in this movie, right? Um, Bradley Cooper, who I know he's kind of just become a Hollywood pretty face, but I still like him in stuff, right? Um, and he does some good work. Richard Jenkins is in this thing. It's like jam packed of actors doing good work. The problem with this movie, well, this movie is actually I like it because it's like a good paced like thriller of like who things happen and you're always moving turns. The problem with this movie is that while if you press play. I'm willing to bet you won't quite guess the ending 100%, but as you're going through this movie and you go piece to piece, you always know what the next one is really easy, right? So it's not like the whole movie is like, oh, it's it's like a roller coaster ride where you can see the turns and you're enjoying it, but it's not like the greatest thing of all time. And I enjoyed this movie. I quite liked it. It's, I mean, fucking Willem Dafoe is in this thing and does his work. Um, so this movie is just filled with actoring us and this movie is like the most oscar feeling movie of like it looks good the actors are acting and of course it's a remake of like a 40s um noir film that people like which i tried to watch last year but i just didn't find the time to actually watch um hopefully i can actually see it at some point in this year um but yeah nightmare alley it's a good movie not a great movie is its only problem. Um, which means Douglas will hate it just to continue to hate on GDT. 
Um, moving down my list to continue with this Oscar talk and to get into more of the movies that we expect to like. Um, I saw Joachim Trier's The Worst Person in the World. Um, how much do you guys know about this movie? How much do you guys want to know about this movie? I actually know nothing about this movie. I think I've seen a poster with a woman running and I know that it's done by lesser trio or younger trio. <laughs> That's about all I need to know because I know that eventually I'll catch up. You say that as if you've watched Thelma, you creep. I know, creep, right? I right? really only watched... terrible person. <laughs> I watched Oslo, whatever, 99, 86, whatever mm-hmm. it was called, and I don't think I've watched anything else. I keep saying I will, but... So the- so yeah, so this movie is suppo- his, his pseudo-end to his Oslo trilogy, right? The first one being Reprise, the second one being Oslo August, I've forgotten the full title. And then this one, The Worst Person in the World, which is set in Norway, set in Oslo. And um, it's about this young woman, she's in her 30s. And it's really, it's, the movie is really about her and us coming to see her for who she is, a, a person who doesn't quite know what she wants in her life and trying to kind of figure it out and everybody kind of pushing things on her and her rebelling like um whether it is a relate and it, a lot of it comes through relationships some of it comes through education um so it's a lot of that there's it's not really a a movie of like surprises but it's very much a movie of just good dramatic acting and storytelling and it is very good at everything that it does it's it's incredible to watch these performances and to watch people go through it. It's also kind of boring to describe as a story because you're like, oh, she she grew up from the years of 29 to 31 and she's now a person who's made decisions. Right? Um, but it's a really well put together movie. I don't know if I am completely on board the way I feel a lot of people are talking about this movie to be like the greatest movie of all time. But I quite enjoyed this movie. It's a really good movie of those things. Um, and it's it's fun. It's, it's one of those movies that you have fun because you get to see people be sincere, for lack of a better word, who are themselves. Right, and then you get to see those moments when they're challenged by others who, in day-to-day life, when you're asked to do things or finally become an adult and you have to make that decision to show who you are, then you get to see that moment in a person. Which I feel, it's it's one of the things in movies that I I love where you can see that where I feel you don't see in life a lot. Right, <laughs> maybe you see it in yourself. Um, maybe in one or two other people in your life, but you really don't see it on a whole. And this is where you see those characters. And I quite like that. And this movie kind of does that well. Um, but I'll leave that until later on when we can all talk about this movie like in more detail together. Um, the next one on this list is the latest film from Mr. Paul Thomas Anderson, Licorice Pizza, um, a title that really just sounds nonsensical. Um, and... Uh, Oh, I think this is the worst Paul Thomas Anderson movie. <laughs> I, I mean, I liked more than I disliked about this movie. Like, it's there. There are things that I like about it, if and only because of movie things. Of like, it, you can see all of the great filming. You can see the acting. You can see the production. You can like. I like seeing scenes where like it just almost feels like a short joke to me, rather than thinking of it in the context of the entire movie of a story. And this movie has a lot of that. There is a lot of not good things in this movie not just like it wasn't fun but also things where like i sit there and i question why i'm feeling very uncomfortable watching this scene 
um, and why Anderson wanted to put it in this movie. And there's a lot of valid talk about that out that you can read if you want to. Um, Anti-Asian shit in this movie that's just not cool. And, you know... I've st- I still haven't come to terms with like what the what the point of those things were, but you know it happens in this movie and it ain't fun. Um, but for the most part, this movie, I there are more pieces I liked than I didn't like, and it's uh, I, I move on. Like it's like yeah, the the Haim was in this movie and she was good. <laughs> um, so yeah. All Haim sisters are in this movie. And they play sisters. Um, but yeah, moving on to the movies that we care about on this podcast. The dumb ones. Um, Korea Revenge! Well, almost. More Japanese with I Finally Watched Kate. That movie's good. You can't movie's see great. me waving. Yeah, you can't see me waving. <laughs> yeah. Yes, no, I can't. Heard... Your camera went away. Yes, my phone is dead. Um, but my face is uh, ecstatic right now <laughs> because I heard it in his voice. From he said, I saw Kate. I was like, aha, we did it. Just to, just to <laughs> let you know, <laughs> We Damien. beat him, Douglas. We beat so, him. <laughs> so, Damon, just to let you know, um, it took a lot to get us here because I can tell you he watched mm-hmm. that movie while he was in Jamaica. And I still had yeah. to do some convincing to convincing to be like, Andrew, I know you say you don't like that movie, but you like that movie. Mm-hmm. Like to, for him to get <laughs> to this stage, you know, where he claims he liked this movie. Yeah. Look, look. <laughs> let's he was make this perfect about traveling. So he let's wasn't make this able perfectly to... <laughs> clear. This movie is trash, right? Yeah, no, yeah, of course. Right? Yes. yes. In in the way that only you two jackasses can like this movie. <laughs> yes. Right? No, again, I'm not seeing what's. But the when argument. you hyper focus on the trash that you guys care about, uh-huh. I see the goodness in this oh, movie. Alright, cool. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. Um. I need them to. I need them to take out that neon cardo. That's the only thing I want to remove from this yeah. movie. What? Like it looks bad. Why? It looks bad. Yeah. Oh, the right? CG is terrible. Absolutely <laughs> right. not. This thing is perfect from start to finish. There's nothing wrong with this movie. <laughs> it's dumb. But if like when it came, when it happened, I was just like, boy, this is stupid. <laughs> Alright. Last thing I want to talk about, stupid. and it's my yearly tradition. Steven Soderbergh released a movie, so I watched a Steven Soderbergh movie. Oh my god. Um I thought you said this was the section we cared about. <laughs> yes, you will care about it. Because oh. guess what, guys? Kim is fucking good. Right, Kimmy is a good fucking movie. Right, mm. you guys should watch Kimmy. It is <laughs> I've, a dumb. I've watched that trailer. That does not promise a good movie. Mm. It is a dumb thriller of hacky nonsense of like a woman. Her, it's it's. They try to do the the. Um, I want to say blowout, but I also want to say the 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 John Travolta one, which have the name blow. It's not it's no, blowout. Blowout? It's blowout. I know, it's I blowout. know what movie you're talking yeah. about. The one where yeah. he's a recorder guy. And yeah, he's, he's they've done the blowout yeah. trick where they're like, she heard a little piece of it and she thinks there's a problem, and then she digs into it, then she finds a conspiracy, and then she like people come after her, and it's it's a thriller in this vein, and it's also set during COVID, so like there's people are wearing masks and they're pe- and she's also an agoraphobic. Is that how you say it? Uh, she has agoraphobia. Um, and so before the pandemic, she didn't want to see people. No, she super doesn't want to see people. Um, so like there's a lot of that like 
the the thriller aspect comes for her and then she has to like run out and like be out in the world and deal with that and it's I actually really fucking like this movie like i'm not saying this is like the oscars should nominate this movie movie but in our conversation of like dumb movies i like this is a dumb movie i like and i've given Sto- steven soderbergh a lot of shit in the last decade of the things he's done i'm sorry what's this now didn't you hear me last year with his other shitty movie? No sudden move? No, no, hold on, hold on. You said a lot of... Yes, yes. I told him to stop, right? I told him he needs to cut the shit and make something I like. And guess what? He finally listened, right? He heard our podcast when I talked about no sudden move. And we're here with, with Kimmy. And guess what, Kimmy? I like you. Um, will you be in my top, top 10 of the 2022 list? I don't know yet. But right now you are because you're technically the only movie of 2022 I've seen. <laughs> um, so there, Kimmy, number one movie of the year. Tom approved. Andrew said it. Yes. No one can deny yep. me. Yep, can't deny you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's. I, I, I mean, I could talk about other things like the fact that I... No, I don't even want to mention it. Cool. Moving on. Sounds that's, that's the end of my movies. Is it my turn? Yeah. Damn. Um, I watch all of Peacemaker. Uh, uh, it's it's fun. What? Uh, that show is bad. I am. I am. I think I'm one episode out. So yeah. the finale came out this weekend or something like that. I haven't watched yeah. it. But I have really not enjoyed any of that show it's... that I have seen. The only thing I have enjoyed mm-hmm. is the um the opening credits with yes. that shitty dance that's mm-hmm. it um i've only seen two episodes and i'm questioning the, whether i should bother the, watching the, more the premise is so stupid and they lean into it so heavily that i can't here's the thing douglas you're probably right but the butterflies is such a stupid thing that i can't not chuckle every single time it is like all of it is so ridiculous like vigilante is ridiculous, um, the white dragon is ridiculous, uh, eagle is ridiculous, the aliens and how they're taken like all of it is so preposterous that I can't help but chuckle. It's probably so, a terrible TV show. So it's something I've been thinking about because, like, I remember last year with the Suicide Squad movie how I mm-hmm. soured on it, right? Oh, no, and I, I feel... really enjoyed that second one. And I feel, and the thing about it is that, like, I get it and I understand it, but I feel like as the runtime of that sense of humor, like, there's a point usually where I just kind of get bored with it, right? With like that type of joke, and in my head now I'm starting to think about it a lot, and I think I can blame completely Ryan fucking Reynolds, right? Mm-hmm. And yes. say that it's his fault. He's yeah. created this market of people who really get into these dumb jokes. And mm-hmm. it's not so much that, of course, we love dumb jokes. It's it's the weird way in which people lean on them so fucking hard that they just kind of go like, if you don't like this joke, we're going to keep making this for three fucking more hours and you better find it funny by the end or else. Um, and I'm just like, at some point mm-hmm. throughout that runtime, I just kind of get bored of it and yeah. not into it anymore. So right? it's like Will Ferrell is what you're saying. Uh, Maybe... Uh, Listen, I don't know. This show isn't good enough to um, for us to be talking about it this long. No one cares about this TV show. Um, I remember speaking about Euphoria on this very same podcast uh, about a year ago. 
and you guys are like, oh, someone got Disney Plus, got HBO Max. And I was just like, because I talk about it, it spookies and some other stuff. So to hear Douglas come on, I was just like, boy, this show that Damien told me is good, is good. Well done, Douglas. <laughs> um, did I talk about Expanse on this, this podcast at some point? Um, What's the Expanse name? And I've never heard of that show. Yeah, it's this show that Andrew doesn't watch, and I'm going to punch him in the face at some point because um, he's a monster, and I don't like him. I have been watching The Gilded Age. Hey, you two don't watch this type of TV show. Douglas's face speaks to everything. Is it good? Is it that? Is uh, it a good type of that show? Because I will I watch it for the sake try of watching that show. Yes. because boy, yes. Douglas don't watch good. his show. Yeah, mm. um, Peaky Blinders is back at the end of the month, so don't waste your time. On... I know, right? I have Ooh, Killing Eve is back at the end of the month. Yes, Killing Eve is. is also back at the end of the month. Um, I've not read good reviews about it, but hey, who cares? I don't care about <laughs> reviews. Well, I, I mean, uh, they haven't reviewed the the show positively since um, Walla Bridges left. Because apparently, you know, how dare they allow her to leave or something like that. <laughs> um, I, I think one of you guys watched Snowpiercer, the TV show. I think so. I did, yeah. Yeah. Um, did you ever finish this madness? Well, it's ongoing. The current season is yeah. it's like going. Season three? So I am current, if oh. that's what you're asking. Um, Douglas, why is this show so bad? <laughs> <laughs> It's fine. I mean, I I agree. It's trash, but I yeah, actually, like, for some reason, I I enjoy it. So, um, is it a spoiler to tell him who the lead actor, um, the guy running the train, is the chief engineer? You mean, you mean the guy that <laughs> dies in every episode? In, yeah, in every movie. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he's um, very heavily uh, is it advertised. Sean Bean? It is. Yeah. He's very Same heavily Bean. advertised okay. in the in the marketing. So I yeah, but that I I thought they did that but to play on the joke that he <laughs> dies in everything. Um, and technically, he actually doesn't show up until the second season. <laughs> exactly right. So that's what I'm saying. He's a spoiler to say, but because he's incredible, uh, the, everybody else is not pulling their weight and. I think the show, like, Peacemaker it's, listen, is, it's Peacemaker is fun, of, dumb. Um, um, Snowpiercer is just dumb. It's just yeah. not sensible. What it is, and it's funny because one of these guys are actually in this show, is this is just really another version. It's, it's zombies on a train. It's um, The Walking Dead on a train, pretty much. Yeah, I'm... I don't know. I don't know, Douglas. I um, at one point the snow piercer took back the control of the train, and I was just like, I can't. Do, I don't think I can do this anymore. I can't. I don't care what happens to these people anymore. This show is uh, nonsense. Um, and uh, I. Just to, just to say, this is not yes. a hill that I'm willing to die on. Right? Oh, no, I appreciate no. Yeah, no, how bad listen, this is. I, listen, I, don't, I didn't expect you to. <laughs> um, I have made um, a terrible, pretty recent decision. And I say this to, to warn everyone from not doing this. Steve Netflix put out a joke show 
I think a year ago, called Space Force. Why, Damien? Why? I actually tried that when it came out last year, and I'm not sure I got to the end of the first episode. That I was got bad. I got to the end of the first season and went, this is a catastrophe. And much like Umbrella Academy, they put out more. And instead of learning my lesson the first time, I saw John Malkovich and went, I enjoyed him. Let's go down this road again. And I'm an episode in, and I'm here to tell everybody, uh, learn from me. <laughs> Don't follow my example. <laughs> I think the show is getting worse, and it didn't start great. Uh, there's too much talent in this show for it to be this bad. That's the thing that really upset me because there's so many people in this <laughs> show that, so I mean, like, I'm not going to say that I love everybody, right? So bad. Um, but there's so much raw talent. You've yeah. already mentioned John Malkovich. I know you don't necessarily like him, but I like Ben Schwartz. Yes. Um, I, I no. still have some fond memories of... The, the lead character, um, Michael from The Office. Um, Steve Carell. Steve Carell, thank you. Yes. And, and there are a number of other people that show up that you're just like, this should be uh, mm. an automatic hit. And it is so far from that. Yeah. Tim Meadows is in this. Lisa Kudrow is in this. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, it's... Hey, hey, I don't, 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 don't. Um, and finally, uh, every year or so I have to make an apology to someone on um, this panel. Uh, I uh, made a mistake. Um, this concerns a TV show that I came on here and disparaged uh, quite a lot. I don't know why, but I was then tempted to watch the show again. Uh, no, let me. I know exactly why I was tempted to watch the show again. It was not my doing. But on rewatch, it turns out I was incorrect. Uh, Andrew, this is not for you. Douglas Robinson, uh, this is my formal apology for. Um. Turns out that show is pretty good. <laughs> that show is so good. I mean, it it's, out, again, it's trash, but right, I love it. Right. It turns out that watching that show a second time <laughs> doesn't hurt your enjoyment of the show. Yes. And it was a much smoother, much quicker rewatch because I watched two episodes with someone else and then just went home and watched the rest of the episodes <laughs> because I did in fact enjoy myself. So Douglas Robinson, uh, as the first podcast for the year, I'd like to retract what I said about Jetitita. <laughs> Andrew Robinson, you should watch Jetitita. Damn it, I deserve apologies. Find something to apologize for me for. No, no, not right now. I'm sorry. I can't help you right now, sir. Uh, uh, Andrew will probably not like Jets. Because <laughs> he's... I mean, uh, weirdly, it's his type he's a, of, of He's a of, better of show. No. You could, like, 
Damien, if I t- said to you, mm-hmm. right, and you didn't know this, if I said to you that's a Steven Soderbergh show, would you think I was wrong? No, actually, no, not even yeah. a little bit. Exactly. Hey, Andrew, Steven, so Steven Soderbergh put out a TV show on HBO Max called. Is there a third Jet season of The Nick? Uh, no, it's called Jet with Two T. The Nick should not have had two seasons to begin Fuck with. Fuck you. That's where I need an apology. I need an apology <laughs> to, for to the be Nick. Fair, to be fair, Jet was on the same network as The Nick. So, I mean, that's as close as it comes to being a Soderbergh There is a third season of The Nick. It's called Jet Guys, I love the fucking Nick. I just remembered this. I should buy that show now. Or, or... What if you don't? <laughs> it's so good, though. Is it, though? Yes. I remember, like, are you a Ray Donovan person as well? I've never watched it. All right, cool. <laughs> All right. Douglas, are you a Ray Donovan person? I tried when it first came right. out and did not like it. Does anyone here watch Billions? Hey, let's say Yeah, this I am a big Billions fan. Never watched it. Yeah. I it's, think I've seen clips online. Like, it's trash again. Yeah. Andrew, like you're, you've probably saved yourself. Billions is just billionaires um, being dicks. Uh, the billionaire version of Suits. That's really what yeah. it is, right? Yeah. And if you like Suits, I guess maybe you like this, but that's all it is. And probably a bit more edgier because it's on a pay TV show rather than USA. But that's about it. Um, there's no reason to watch it. Please don't watch it, but I love it. Is there a duchess in, in Billions? No. Ah, oh, fuck it then. Oh, also, I mean, maybe. Also, <laughs> I, I was told to watch Tinder Swindler, and I uh, refuse. Under no circumstances am I watching. I, all I've seen is is that poster. There's a, there's a very specific circumstance I will watch that, Netflix. and it hasn't come up yet. <laughs> I think I need to make a call. <laughs> but yeah. Um lots of good lots of good things going on. Guys, you should watch Kimmy. <laughs> it's a Damon, trap. I have a feeling um I mm-hmm. know what our next podcast movie is going to be. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm not going to waste a podcast because that. Yeah. You guys have to watch that right. on your own accord. Here's the thing. I'm, going, I'm definitely going to be sick or have a prior engagement or not have internet for whatever Kimmy comes up as the podcast. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'll put that in my agreement for season 2022 of the top podcast. That any attempt to force me to watch Soderbergh will be met with immediate <laughs> rejection. <laughs> and I think a $3,000 fine, I think it was. I don't, I don't remember. If it's Jamaican dollars, that's okay. Doesn't matter what dollars. <laughs> Any dollars you can find. I'll take Monopoly money at this point. It's worth about this thing. Um, but yeah. It is... It is. Why am I hearing we- country western music? Mm-hmm. I don't know, because country western music is the music of the world. Yeah.
sheriff from Jericho Hill. He said, well, Lee, your name is not Jack Brown. Here's the dirty hack that shot your woman down. Yes, oh, yes, my name is Willie Lee. 